Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. Diglett. Yeah. And I'm so very glad that you've joined us here tonight right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. That's right, every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central Time, 7 o'clock in the Mountain Time Zone, 6 o'clock in the Pacific, and wherever you may be on the globe, this is where you reach us right here on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. And this is, once again, J.R. Ficklin. And as we have entered this Monday night, the last Monday night in this month of June 2014, and we're excited to have you. You're probably wondering why am I so upbeat when this show actually deals with such uh, painstaking topics and things that are really tearjerkers and things that really uh, really play on our heartstring. And I can answer that for you. The reason is because I understand this, is that the fact that unless we are bold enough, unless we have the unmitigated gall and the unction, the courage, and the guts to speak up and to stand out against atrocities of our society, then we are really worth nothing. I believe that I can better say it in the words that have been repeated many times before, that evil prevails when good people remain silent. Evil prevails. And so since I'm not on the side of watching evil triumph and prevail, I take the opportunity each and every week on this show and every day of my life to be able to combat the issues that are mostly affecting us, that are changing us from the inside out, things that are affecting the very fabric of our society, affecting generations after generation. If you're listening for the very first time, if you're listening for the very first time, I want you to know that you're in tune to a show that is designed with you in mind. Here's a show that's not about entertainment, but it's about empowerment. Here's a show that is not about ratings, it's about being able to make change. Here's a show that we absolutely are convinced that through information, through advocacy and empowerment and engagement, that we can collectively make a difference regardless of where we are on which end of the globe and what part of the uh, world that we're in. So that is what this show is all about, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This show was designed to address the issues of not only abuse, abandonment, rejection, the uh, isolation, divorce, grieving, whatever situation that have contributed 
connected to. You're no longer being together whole. But mainly tonight and most nights, we focus on the subject matter of domestic violence. Why domestic violence? I'll tell you why. Domestic violence is the single greatest vehicle that fuels our criminal justice system. Domestic violence is one of the single incidents and offenses that that not only affects the primary victim, but is something that continues to permeate and perpetuate throughout our society. And so, therefore, we have a responsibility. Oh, my. Come on, curse with me. Oh, my, 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 my. Curse with me. That's right. We have a responsibility to make a difference. We have a responsibility to literally show up to speak out against the atrocities of domestic violence. Lives are ultimately change. Lives are ultimately affected because of the fact of what we do not do. In other words, when we remain, when we remain silent, guess what happened? Lives are oftentimes snatched from us. Families and generations are transformed and changed forever. And that is what we want to be able to combat. We want to see it change today. Now, those of you that are listening to me by way of internet, uh, you're listening at www.com soulofamericaradio.com, www.soulofamericaradio.com. If you're listening by way of phone, or you can listen by phone if you choose, area code 323-784-9638, area code 323-784-9638. That is the way you reach us. That is how you can listen in tonight. And we're excited tonight. This is the last Sunday in the, uh, this is the last Monday in the month, and normally our first uh, Monday show of the new month, we generally acknowledge our winners, because I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, all of the things that are connected with us on this show. We also have other ways that you can find out information, and that's on Facebook. We have primarily two major uh, Facebook pages, and you can go to the first one. It's called Domestic Violence. It is your business. On that page there, we're constantly, not only is an open group page, but we're constantly having information that is posted there that is addressing the issue of domestic violence. We allow testimonials. We allow other ways and resources to get out of it. We allow those things there because we believe that an informed and equipped individual is the safest one. And so we allow that to happen. That is constantly going with domestic violence. It is your business. You can go to Facebook right now. And you can join that group. And then we have the other page that is, is most significant in this sense here because I call it the antithesis of the previous page. It is, the, it is Destiny by Choice, the Roman numeral 2, Fellowship. Destiny by Choice 2, Fellowship. Here's a page that is uh, designed with you in mind. It is an oasis of inspiration. It is an oasis of praise. It's an oasis of empowerment. It's a page that, uh, that literally is, is an online church in the sense of the fact that it's a place where you can go for fellowship, where there's always someone there with an encouraging word, perhaps sharing a song, perhaps uh, sharing something on what we call daily bread, which is oftentimes that whole challenge in the word, or we have every morning roll call, and those things happen every time, and I want to do this uh, this uh, afternoon because it's so very important. In just a few minutes, I'm going to have winners, two of our winners of our contest. Yeah, we have contests that goes on, uh, and we culminate it every month where we recognize those. We recognize those individuals who has been very instrumental, who has been very dedicated and committed inside addressing this issue of domestic violence. And uh, excuse me, not addressing the issue of domestic violence. You can tell I'm fired up. But those that have been committed in just inspiring others. And I'm telling you, there are lives that are changed through these pages. Not only there are lives that are changed through, uh, uh, these, through these pages, but there are individuals that are uplifted, people whose lives have changed forever because of the fact that someone decided to share a little light uh, on someone else's life. 
And that is what, and that is what we're all about. We're about making that type of difference here on Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. Now, where I want to go with this tonight is very simple. I want you to recognize the fact that tonight's show is designed with you in mind, and this is what we're going to do tonight. Tonight's show is entitled, What About My Friends? What About My Friends? This show is designed about the fact of being able to identify and being able to identify uh, an insight in helping you help friends that are in an abusive relationship. What about my friends? Whether they are the perpetrator or the victim, you and I need to know what to do so that we're not caught as being bystanders that are not equipped to be able to address things that are so crucial in this day and time. And so we want to be able to get you there today inside of that. Eric code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us. Call a friend, call a neighbor. Let them know that we're on the air, and that is how you can reach us tonight. I want to do something tonight here before we get totally started and then we're going to open up the lines afterward. But I always think that all things happen for a reason, and we're excited tonight. I'm absolutely, I'll be honest with you, I'm elated tonight. I'm elated for what reason? I don't know other than the fact that I just believe that things are changing. I believe that with our voice, I believe that we can make a difference. I think that when we stand up, that things happen because I realize that, listen, when we're willing to stand up for something, then guess what? we're able to make a difference, and we're able to make a difference in a very positive way. And so I'm, I'm excited tonight. I'm excited. I want to bring on here in just a second here, and I want to congratulate two of our winners there on the uh, Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship, uh, Ms. Carolyn Williams. And I know that's a popular name, but Carolyn, I'm going to get her on the air in just a second. And uh, she is the winner of our daily roll call. And that's a, that's a powerful thing. You know, when you wake up in the morning, it's a matter of greeting and letting people know, hey, how are you doing? You know, good morning. Uh, it's a thing of uh, giving someone uh, uh, acknowledgement. It's a thing of giving God praise. Uh, and I think that is so important. I think it's crucially important inside of the inside of what we must do in order to make a difference inside of the society that we live in. So we have Ms. Carolyn Williams inside of that, that who's our winner of our of our daily roll call, and then we have Ms. Stephanie R. Josie, who is an author and advocate, and uh, she's been one of our guests before, but she is the winner of our daily bread, and our, of our daily bread contest, and our daily bread uh, is about the word, the sharing of the word. So in just one moment or two, we're going to get them on the air. We're going to get them on the air right about uh, the next three or four minutes, and uh, they're going to have an opportunity to share with you um, and they're going to have the opportunity not only to share with you, but uh, they're going to share with you about why are they committed? Why is this important to them to get up and be able to shine a light? Uh, they, I want to definitely, I definitely want to be one of the ones uh, to be able to introduce them to you and so that you can get a chance to understand the passion. I'm so excited about what is happening. So at this moment here, without further ado, I am going to bring both Carolyn and I'm going to bring Carolyn and Stephanie on the airway, and I'm going to say to you both, good evening, welcome to Hope and Healing, and congratulations to you both for being uh, respective winners of our month of June, um, uh, both the daily roll, daily roll call there with you, Carolyn, and with you, Stephanie, our daily bread. Good evening. How are the both of you? Okay, great. I'm, so you're I'm both. Well, I'm doing great. Well, listen, I'm going to just uh, 
to open up a few moments because this is something that we try to offer to all of our members that are on, and if they are the winner of the contest, we want to be able to give them a little air time on the show because, in fact, I think it takes not only commitment, I think it takes dedication, and it takes, to a certain degree, a, a, a compassion for a person to be that dedicated to get up every morning. And I want to start with you, Carolyn, and you might want to tell, tell us where you're from, but my, and how long have you been a part of Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship, and what is it that had you up as frequently as you were up in the month of June and actually being one of the first persons to uh, post to our daily roll call. Well, Pastor, first of all, I'm so happy to be here. I am so blessed to have an opportunity to say hello tonight. You know, Destiny by Choice has been a godsend for me. I was born and raised in New Jersey. I've lived in six different states, and I'm right now in Florida. But I joined Facebook years ago, but I just joined Destiny by Choice a few months ago when I was getting ready to dissolve my membership with Facebook. I found Destiny by Choice and thought, you know, let me try this and see what it's like. But it has absolutely been amazing because I've been able to meet some of the most fantastic people online, and I've been able to spread the joy that the Lord has given me. And any time I get a chance to say thank you, Jesus, and spread that word, I want to do it. Awesome. You know, and it's amazing that you say that because, you know, I've heard very similar testimonies where individuals were on their way out. In other words, you know, sometimes we get a little bit, a little bit Facebooked out, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, and at that moment, you know, at that moment, what ended up happening was the fact that they did come across uh, Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page. And here's the reality of when this was created, we created it uh, to be an oasis, an oasis of joy in that place where people can come and not only feel refreshed, but a place where they can also have the opportunity to to uh, to spread their joy, to to share with that testimony, to uh, talk about those things that were uplifting and they were very much upbeat and those type of things. And I have to tell you, you know, um, this whole the whole. The whole network here was created with that in mind, you know, and uh, our executive senior administrator, Indy Harlem, has been an architect of putting this whole thing together. You know, as a matter of fact, when she approached me about it uh, here, uh, I guess we just celebrated our first year anniversary here a few months ago, but when she approached me about it and everything, not only was it a great idea, I believe it was a God idea, and I said, listen, whatever you need to do, go ahead. You have my blessing, do it. And one year later, uh, we have hundreds of members that have joined, uh, we're able to reach out to so many, and most of all, it is truly a fellowship, it's reciprocal, it's not just what we are giving to you, but it's what we're really giving to each other, because a lot of your posts, a lot of your comments, I mean, some of you guys get to going, your testimonies are powerful, or there's a song that is on your heart, and you're sharing those things, and, and, and our scripture, and they always come in right on time. There have been a couple of times that I've gone on, listen, just to, just, just to say hello, taking a look, and I'm reading something that someone's posted, and man, it's an uplifting, inspiring word and that's what I believe that it ought to be about if we're going to be on these things let's use them for the good amen amen I thoroughly enjoy it it is it makes me feel like I'm in another family and it's just joyful I enjoy it totally 
Wow, and I'm so glad, you know. And 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 I want you to, I want you, if you would, uh, share with the audience just a little bit. What is it that motivates you? What what is it that have motivated you to get up every morning? And because you, you you won because you're one of the first persons to post every morning, so you're up. I mean, is this part of your devotion, or or, or what what is it? Because the fact it takes a lot of commitment to be the first person that's on as many times as you are. You know, I look forward to it. I have to tell you, I do work two jobs. I work one job 11 to 7, and during that time period, any chance I get to get online and get on that page, I do it. I also do it during the day because it, it especially if I feel kind of down or frustrated, if I can get to that page and just look through it and see what people are talking about or what they're feeling, something will hit me. It'll hit that spot, and it'll bring that joy up to the top and bubble over. That's what I need on a daily basis. Wow, you know, and I and I appreciate that so much. You know, even that alone is a, is inspiring. And I don't know about anyone else, but I do believe that you know what there is something about when we begin to share, and when we begin to share, you know, something about uh, that. There's a verse of a song that's all oh, the joy that floods my soul, and oftentimes that is exactly what we're experiencing. We're experiencing the joy that floods our soul because of the fact of you know when we think about the goodness of God, and you know, in the midst of so much that has happened in our society, the goodness. Of of God and being able to, to focus on that is crucial. It is absolutely crucial, and we have to take that uh, seriously. We have to look at what it means. We have to begin to be a part of that. You know, I like to say that we're part of the life changers, and if we can let our light, if we can let our light shine, it can make a difference in a dark that, world. That is absolutely true because you know we are fighting in the devil's domain every day. We need all the and all the armor that we can get. And anywhere I can find it, if it's of the Lord, I want to have it. Absolutely. I really thank you for sharing this with me because I, this has really been absolutely the best thing I could have done. Well, thank you. We're, we're glad to have you, Carolyn, and I'm glad to uh, know that you're there. And that's the thing that keeps us encouraged is the fact of knowing that we have individuals such as yourself that are dedicated to this. This means something to them, and they understand that, you know what, they are, a, they are change agents. They're able to change lives through simply allowing their light to shine. And guess what? Every now and then we all can use the light. We can do so, Amen. and I'm so glad that you've been part of that. Thank you so much for being on with us tonight. Carolyn Williams, you can remain there. We have also Stephanie, Stephanie R. Josie. Hey, thank you, Stephanie, and congratulations again to you with the Daily Word. We call it a Daily Bread, the Daily Bread Contest. How are you this evening? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Well, I'm just so excited. I'm excited about what God is doing. I'm excited the fact that he even chose me to be a part of it. So am I. I didn't even know anything about Destiny by Choice until I met you personally, actually. And um, when you told me that you wanted me to be a part of the show, I had no idea what you were talking about. And um, I just could not have imagined anything greater than what I'm a part of right now. Well, I'll say this to you, Stephanie. 
Well, you're, you're more than welcome. You, you, you hit the ground running, and that's one of the things I could say from the time that we met just a couple of months ago at a live event, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and you're just sharing your testimony and your story immediately, and that's what I'm about. I'm about those. I believe that everyone has a story, and I believe that everyone has something that they could share that can make a difference in the lives of others. But I also believe that inside of that, that oftentimes people need a platform to do so. I think some of the best-kept secrets in our time are oftentimes Kept secret because there have not been platforms that have been uh, that that have been made uh, that allows an individual to really, really, um, you know, uh, do the things that they're capable of doing. Because something that you have said or something that you have experienced, uh, something that you've done will bless somebody else. It will be an encouragement to someone else. It can be the difference between someone giving up or someone pushing forward. And that's what I believe, that we have to create those opportunities. I'm not one that seeks much attention personally myself, but I do believe in change. And uh, so I tell people all the time, I'm not here for the fame. I am here for the change. I love seeing change happen, and I love seeing that change happen in the lives of individuals that are, uh, that you know, that literally have gone through some things, and now they're able to talk about it. They're now able to, to uh, spread that joy and, and share that with someone else. And you've been a part of that, and I thank you so very, very much for all that you do and what you continue to do inside of Destiny by Choice too. So I have to ask you the same question. What is it? That, what is it that is motivating you? You have been, you've won now the Daily Bread contest, and it's the sharing of the word, and and you're, you're there on it. And and what is the motivating factor for you? Well, first of all, I have to admit that I am not a morning person, but I do <laughs> find myself. I'm not really not, but I find myself anxious to wake up. Uh, sometimes like midnight so I could be the first one to post for the daily bread. <laughs> it's just something I look forward to, you know? And I have wow. never been a morning person. I just, my brain doesn't even come alive until at least 3 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so, and I, you know, I also work two jobs, and so I just find the time because it's so inspirational, because it has blessed me so spiritually, and it has uplifted me at times when I've had a bad day or whatever. One day, I just had such a terrible day, I just wanted to go into the Destiny by Choice um, page and just sit a while. That's what I said I was going to do. I said, I had such a bad day, I'm just going to come here and just be among God's people. And I felt better just logging into the page. So it's such an inspiration for me. And if I can do anything to uplift others the way I have been uplifted, then God gets all the glory. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I thank both of you, and I ask you both, I invite you both to remain on, uh, remain listening to us for the rest of the, uh, the time that we're on the broadcast tonight and everything. For those of you that are tuning in at this time, you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Hold Us. This is your host, J.R. Thickland, and I'm so glad that you've joined us. We've had two of our special guests uh, this evening. They are members of the Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship uh, here right on Facebook, very unique fellowship page. And I invite you that are listening for the first time, go to Destiny by Choice and Roman number two uh, fellowship page on Facebook there, and you could it is a closed group, so you have to be uh, you have to. Uh 
you have to ask to be invited uh, to be accepted, and you are, once you're accepted, you're part of this group, and it's a fantastic group there. And so we want you to be a part of it. And tonight we honor the winners of the month of June, both our uh, roll call as well as our daily bread, uh, respectively, Carolyn Williams as, uh, as well as Stephanie R. Josie, and they are our winners today. And part of what we've always offered is that we always say that part of that we, we allow them, we allow whoever the winners are to have the opportunity uh, to come on the show. And now, a lot of our winners in time past, they're a little shy, and they go, well, I don't want to come on the show, but we normally just, you know, we will acknowledge them. But I was very glad when when uh, both uh, Stephanie as well as Carolyn was willing uh, to come on the show tonight live, and I'm so glad to have them. So I want you all, everyone, let's give them a round of applause tonight uh, for being on the show. Thank you so very, very, very much and being there. And stay tuned. Finish listening to us. You listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Hold Us. This is your host, J.R. Fickman. And right after the break, we are going to be right back, and we're going to take up on the subject tonight, what about your friend? What about my friend? You know, and what about my friend? The guidelines are things that we can do to help friends that may be in an abusive relationship. And we'll be right back after this commercial break. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. If you're listening on the internet, you're probably looking at a series of advertisements all over your screen. Please click one of them because when you click one of those advertisements, you're helping us to bring you the best in soulful talk radio right here on SOAR. If you're listening via internet and you want to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the Soul of America Radio. The following is an actual 911 call made by a child witnessing parental domestic violence. Going through domestic violence, don't just sit back and do nothing. 
call the hotline at 1-800-621-4673. But by all means, do something now. And now we return you to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Via internet, you're probably seeing a series of advertisements. Please click on those advertisements as they help us to continue to bring you the best in soulful talk radio. Destiny by Choice to Fellowship on Facebook is a spiritual, drama-free, judgment-free fellowship forum for like minds to share in encouragement through testimonies, scriptures, music, prayer, worship, and fellowship. It is our desire to be an oasis of hope in the midst of the deserts and wilderness of life's most challenging experiences. We welcome you for prayer requests as well as your testimonies as we collectively operate as thermostats changing life's experience through God's leading in His Word. Join us as we empower lives and shape destinies. That's Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship on Facebook through a search you can find us. If you're listening via internet and you want to speak to the host, Please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the Soul of America Radio. I am Indy Harlem 2 and I am fighting the power on the Soul of America Radio. Worldwide Coast to Coast Talk Radio. This is the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to Soar. And now back to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thickland. journey to hold us. This is your host, J.R. Thickland, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. I am glad from coast to coast, yes, where we 
heard here every Monday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock in the Central Time Zone. That's 7 o'clock there in the Mountain Time Zone, and 6 o'clock if you're in the uh, Pacific Time Zone. And no matter where you may be, from coast to coast, from globe to globe, you can find us right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. Now, I want to, before I get back into uh, uh, our calls tonight, I want to take your calls, area code 323-784-9638. If you're listening to the way of Internet right now, you'd like to have a comment or question, then I invite you to call in. I invite you to come in uh, right now by calling area code 323-784-9638. When you do so, the number one on your keypad that lets our uh, producer know that you want to come on the air and we want to bring you the air tonight. Because the fact is so very out of that which we're discussing. I think it's a very important subject matter in this day and time. I think it's crucial inside of the discussion that we must have as it relates to this issue of domestic violence and homicide. And, 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 and the question is, what about your friends? What about your friends? What happens when your friend is in an abusive relationship? Are we doing what we can do? Are we aware of the things that we must do and the things that we can best do in order to get them out of an abusive relationship? So I want to make sure uh, that you recognize that today, that it's absolutely critical. Let me say it again. It is critical, a critical thing in today's time that we are equipped, that we understand what's going on, and that we are able to be able to uh, guide, give information, lead in whatever way we can, inform, empower our friends and loved ones when they're in an abusive relationship. And this call and this show tonight is dedicated to that because we encounter individuals every one. Research tells us that, listen, one out of four, some say one out of three women will be abused at some point in their lifetime. And it happens. And now, although I talk about women, and women definitely are abused at an alarming rate, that does not mean men are not abused because we're seeing the rise of men being abused as well. But the issue here tonight is what about our friends? What do we do when our friends are in an abusive relationship? Do we find ourselves uh, feeling like our, we're sitting on our hands and there's nothing we can do? Or is there things that we can do that is going to make a positive difference? And that is what we have to be able to look at tonight is the fact of what about our friends? What is it that we can do? Code three two three seven eight four nine three. I want to just say by way of announcement, those of you that are listening, uh, perhaps you're listening for the first time, you can also download our app. You can download our app. Uh, uh, the lap, the, the app that we're in is uh, Soul of America Radio, and that's what you can go. You can go to your um, your um, store, your Google store, or if you're an iPad, your Apple store, or whatever, you can go there. And you can uh, you can definitely download our app. And when you download our app, you can download it, and then you can go right there to uh, shows, live shows. And guess what? You will find us. You will find us. You go back and you can listen to every show that we've had, every show that we've had um, uh, addressing this issue here. And the show is actually on this radio network. So whether it's my show or the a Faith show, a Tony Stalling show, any of those shows, you can find uh, an app there. And uh, the app, you'll be able to download it. And when you download it, it's going to be a blessing to you because you can go back and listen to any of our shows. Uh, you can go back and listen to it. You can be a part of it. Uh, you can send it to other people. that You can uh, share it with someone because perhaps you'll hear something that you can share with someone else. And that is one of those other creative things that you can do. What do you mean? That when you're dealing with um, 
someone that may be in an abusive relationship, then you've got to understand that the fact that even if you don't feel equipped to be able to say anything, if you can point them to a resource, if you are able to say, listen, I want you to hear this show that I listened to the other night, or I heard this show addressed in this situation, and I thought about you. And so here are so many things that can happen as a result of you taking part. Uh, and so it's important. Uh, it's important that you and I are continue to dialogue, and not only do we dialogue, but we have this opportunity to build resources, to build, uh, to build, uh, to build this camaraderie, to space of knowledge. Uh, so, you know, I want to just say to you uh, that you and I have a responsibility, and that we don't want to feel. Uh, uh, so we, I don't want us to feel that we're hopeless and that we can't do anything when we have someone that may be in an abusive relationship. And so what we'll have to do is this. We have to equip ourselves. We have to recognize who we are. We have to recognize why it's so very, very important to uh, talk about this. What about our friends? I believe it was TLC that may have had a hit back in the day called What About Our Friends? You know, what about my, you know, and, and, and the title is what grabs you, but I want you to understand it's the substance that I want you to really take in with you. Because many of us have friends, loved ones, they're in abusive relationship. They're in abusive relationships, and um, they're trapped. You oftentimes feel very helpless because of the fact you don't know what to say or what to do. Here are a few pointers I want you to just take down and recognize. Number one, first and foremost, what you want to do is that you want to assure that individual that you are there for them. And you need to be able to assure them without contributing to their shame, their fear, their embarrassment. What do I mean by that? Is that it is a way that you say things. It is the way that you do things. And when we do those things there, uh, so when we uh, so when we talk about doing those things, we have to understand our approach. So you suspect they're in an abusive relationship. You suspect that this has happened, and in some cases, not a matter of suspect. You've seen it. You've heard it. You've heard the arguments. You've heard the uh, uh, the put downs, derogatory comments made toward them. You've seen the pattern of behavior constantly happen. Are you been that person that have been there? You've seen the scars, the black eyes, the bruises. Or you've been on the other end of that phone call when perhaps they did open up to you and tell you that this is what that individual does. What you don't want to do is, number one, you don't want to tell her or him that you're crazy for staying inside of that. The name calling is not what you need right about now. It's not the name calling that you need. You don't want to say things like, girl, you must like it. You're staying in it and stuff. You don't seem to know what, you don't seem to know how to run. And so you don't want to do that because all you're doing now is that you're sounding very much like the person that is doing the battering. So what you want to do is assure them, number one, that listen, you don't deserve this. Assure them that they don't deserve that. Talk to them about their value and their worth. Let them know that you are concerned or you are afraid for their safety. Let them know that you definitely uh, don't want anything to happen to them. Let them know that, listen, I really, really don't want to see you hurt. I I want to see you out of this because these situations tend to increase and get worse and not better. You want to say those things first and foremost. Secondarily, you want to be able to encourage them by letting them know that they're worth more than that and that, you know, that you're concerned for their life and for their children's lives. Thirdly, you might want to say to them things like this. You want to share with them a resource. Uh, you want to share with them uh, resources that are out there. There are many things there. On this show, we try to share as many resources as we can. Uh, for those of you that oftentimes uh, that, that are listening to our show on a regular basis or, uh, and everything, you know that we constantly are sharing things. We're sharing, we're 
the national hotline. Our commercials oftentimes have those things, talking about the national hotline. Why do we do that? We share that with you because we want you to know. You may not call us. We're not a hotline number, but we are a resource. So 1-800-799-SAFE, 1-800-799-7233. That is the National Domestic Violence Hotline, regardless of where you are in this country, regardless of where you are. That's the number that you can call. If you happen to be in the state of Florida, 1-800-500-1119, that is the number that you can call. But whether you're anywhere, these are the numbers you need to be able to take down and, and, and share with the friend. Uh, the other thing you can do is let them know that I'm here for you. I am here for you. You don't have to go through this alone. Is there anything I can do for you? Those are the type of things that you want to be able to say to them because the fact you don't want to you don't want to compound the negative attack. You don't want to compound the negative feeling. You don't want to compound those type of things because when you compound those things, you're only uh, adding to the stress and the trauma that the individual is already going through. The next thing you want to do inside of that is the fact of being able to share with them about advocacy. Perhaps in your area there is a victim services that is there, and let them know what, once and for all that, that, that they can trust you, that you can be a confidential friend. Now let me ex- explain the point about confidentiality. Confidentiality is not saying, well, I only told my girlfriend, my other girlfriend. That's not confidentiality. Confidentiality is not, well, I knew that. I knew that Sarah wasn't going to say anything, so I, I felt like I could share with them. Confidentiality is something that you and I must take greatly when it comes to dealing with victims of abuse. The only reason that that confidentiality can, should ever be broken is a matter of life and death. You know, but you should never just share that openly and outwardly and readily with anyone else because that individual, they're dealing with the shame factor enough. So I want to encourage you and all of you that are listening to understand that it's vitally important that we do what is necessary inside of uh, uh, friends that may be in an abusive relationship. Eric code. 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us. Eric O323-784-9638. I would love to have you call in your comment, your question. This is the show that I believe needs to be one in which you really get those questions out that you want to answer and answer and ask the questions. What is it that you can do? Uh, what should you do as it relates to a friend or someone who's in an abusive relationship? So I really uh, I open the floor up to you. Eric O323-784-963. Uh, 9638, that is how you reach us, and that is the way I would love for you to come on tonight and be a part of this show. Eric O, 323-784-9638. Now, let me say this to you. Uh, so when we look at individuals that are in abusive relationship, whether they are the victim of uh, or the per- perpetrator, you know, what is it that you say to them? So far we talked about what do you say to the victim if they're a friend, friend of yours. It is vitally important that we have that conversation, that we have that dialogue. Now, some of you that are listening tonight, I want you to be a part of the show right now as a guest. Perhaps you've had a friend, a loved one, that's been in an abusive relationship, and you found yourself in that place where you've had to talk to them. i like for our audience to hear what was your experience and what are the things that you felt are, uh, during that process. I need your call, Erico 323-784-9638. And once you make that call, simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you want to come on the air, and we'll get you on the air tonight uh, and, and readily get you on the air because this is quite important. Listen. The rash of violence that we have seen over the last just 40, over the last week, and we saw this rash of violence in a 48-hour period where we had four 
four young women that were killed, domestic violence, homicide, and one of the most horrific things. And you've got and these individuals had friends, they had loved ones and relatives. What was the communication, if there was any? Did individuals feel that they were uh, powerless? We don't know. But tonight's show has been dedicated with that thought in mind. What is it that you can do when there's an individual that may be in an abusive relationship that may be your friend, maybe your relative? What do you do? Do you go on as if nothing happened? Do you uh, pretend as if, uh, uh, you know, it's none of your business? What is it that you do? And I want to encourage you today because, in fact, you and I see the difference between life and death for an individual. Can I say this to you? The most gravest period of danger when a person is in an abusive relationship is when they're leaving that relationship. And, um, and we have to keep that in mind. So our comments have to be very timely. Eric code 323 That is the number you can reach us. We have a caller that's on the air. We're going to bring them on the air right now. Uh, number ended in 5565. Good evening. Welcome to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. You're on the air. Good evening. Hi. Good evening. Good evening. Hello, sir. How are you? I am great. And yourself? I'm wonderful. This was my first time on the air with you, but I Thank noticed you. that you did did give me the opportunity to express, you know, my feelings about domestic violence or if I, I knew anyone and I was someone that was in a relationship of domestic violence some years ago when I was a younger individual. And um, did I feel powerless? Yes, I did. Was I afraid? Yes, I was. Um, being in a relationship like that, it's almost like you're a prisoner. And not only in a house, but also within, because you can't really share, you know, when someone is beating you, because it's like you're almost embarrassed. And you're hoping and praying that someone on the outside or someone that's close to you just see the sign. You know, you're very silent when you get abused, because, again, it's a very embarrassing topic. And you rather than, than bring someone else in, because you feel as though if you bring someone else into your relationship when you're being abused, you can bring harm to them. Because this guy that's beating you down, to you, he's like he's like a giant. You know, he's beating you down, and in your mind you feel as though no one can take him because he's beating you so badly. So, I really appreciate you for sharing that. Stay, stay with us. You said something I think our, our listeners need to know. You talked about when you were in an abusive relationship years ago, and you talked about the fact that in many ways – Although you were afraid, you were silent, you didn't want to bring nobody else in, but at the same time you were hoping that someone recognized something. You were hoping that someone recognized the signs or recognized perhaps that you were hurt or whether it was bruises or you were withdrawn or those things there. Am I am I correct? And is that what you're saying? You're correct, yeah. And so inside of that, and, and I, I think because too yeah, often people – go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you're just breaking up. I'm sorry, I'm here. Oh, I think so often that people rush to judgment with victims uh, that are in abusive relationship. Uh, let me let me change the language for a second with individuals that are in in abusive relationship because I think one of the things that as society have gone, one of the things that have happened, I think that. When we talk about people in an abusive relationship, we, we we quickly call them victims and we call the perpetrators the person who do it perpetrators. And, and and although I understand that for classification, but I think that sometimes that takes away the humanness of the individual. I think it takes away the fact that this is a live human being 
someone that you know, someone that has flesh and blood, someone who's somebody's sister, somebody's niece, somebody's daughter, somebody's aunt, somebody's coworker, somebody's church member. And so that person actually has so many different roles, and we reduce them all to one thing. They're a victim. But the reality is, in fact, no, that's still your girlfriend. That's still your homegirl. And she's going through some things right now. She might not really know how to tell that person. She may not really know how to, to, to uh, uh, tell that individual uh, that they're hurting. Might not uh-huh. really know how to tell that individual that uh, what's going on. Like you said, the shame factor is there. But let me ask you a question. As now what we call a victim survivor, you know, uh, when you think back on it, were there any friends that, that recognized the signs or were there any friends that you could talk to? You know what, once. Once it was put in the open, I think um, what happened was, you know, he ended up taking the violence outside the house, and he um, put his hands on me in front of other people. So that that then notified, you know, they then notified my family. So he was being put on blast that way. But what I saw would happen happened. He began to terrorize my family because my sister came by the house one day and he was giving me a hard time, and she wanted to take up for me. And Absolutely. he was just getting crazy. He was going crazy, and I was getting afraid for her because my thing was I can take the beating, but I don't want you to put your hand on my, my sister. And I remember one time I got away from him and came to my mom, and what he did was he came in my mom's house and just was beating on her door. And by that time, my big brothers and everything, they were off, you know, in different states. They went to school end up staying in those different states, but it was only my mom there, one of my sisters and myself, beating on my mom's door, just beating and beating, you know, disrespecting her because he could and because I was there. And, and his thing and his thing was no one could get in his way when he wanted me. You know, he even stalked me a few times. I would leave my mom's house and come back home, and he was in a nearby tree. He jumped out of a tree. And, you know, my only way out finally was basically just putting him, you know, away for good because I've called the police. And, of course, they have that whole um, sympathy song that they sing to you. You know I love you. I'll never do it again. And then instead of you pressing charges when you go to court, you drop them or don't show up. So when I did finally get the strength to do it, it took a while, but I did. You know, it was better for everybody. Now, let me ask you something Really, I'm so glad that you're sharing because as much as I share from the position of an advocate, an activist, a, 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 a you know, a, an expert, a leader, and and all those things, still I do not have the advantage point that you as a victim survivor has. And so, when I, whenever we have have individuals such as yourself on the show, it speaks volumes because of the fact you've lived it. And thank God that you're on the other side uh, to be able to to witness it. And, uh, you know, these are the things that are so very important. And and when you do these, share these type things, it will help someone who feel that they're trapped. But it also will help folks recognize that it's not as easy said as uh, it's not as easy done as it is said when we're talking about getting out of an abusive relationship. A few points that you made there that I thought was so very, very pertinent is that your concern was the fact that because this individual to you was like a giant, he was, I mean, he was a monster to a certain degree. So the last thing you wanted was uh, family members to end up finding themselves hurt, 
uh, finding themselves abused, finding themselves, you know, uh, in in harm's way. And so once again, I want people to understand this, that oftentimes when a person is being victimized in an abusive relationship, it is so common that they find themselves, though they're victimized, trying to protect others, and even in many cases try to protect even the perpetrator. Uh, one of the things that we know inside of the field that we, we deal with, and especially among women of color, that women of color feel a need to protect their men, to protect their men because mm-hmm. of the, the different layers of, of racism and, and things that are already there. And so in many cases, you know, she'll endure the abuse because, in fact, she simply don't want him to go to jail because she knows if he goes to jail, he's going to lose his job, and, you know, he can't make it, and, and it's already a man that's against him. And so, once again, they forfeit their own safety and concern. They love him. They love him more than they love themselves. And we see it happening more than a little bit. And so with that being said, sometimes that makes it difficult even for friends or family members to help, to assist, mm-hmm. because of the fact they might be on the outside, like your sister. Your sister was doing what I think most sisters would do, or brothers, and that would be to jump in and try to make things happen. And so when people say, well, and I get this question all the time, well, what can you do? I wish I had a great foolproof answer, but there is not a foolproof answer. But you can begin to try to do something. Like, and rather than jump in it sometimes because the situation may be lethal or whatever, you know, the individual's ability to call 911 immediately or to be able to get resources to their loved one about, listen, you can't continue to go through this. Here are some things or here are some places that can help you uh, and be able to provide that. But the one thing that I said earlier and I think you can concur with is that the last thing you want <laughs> to hear if someone telling you that, Girl, you're crazy. You must you must like it. You won't leave. Uh, you know what? Uh-huh. You don't want to get out of this because I mean, I mean, from your perspective, what does those type of statements do to an individual who's going through? They they don't get it. It's it's not even they when they tell me when they used to say things like that, they don't get it. And if they were smart enough, because you know I've helped women later on in life as well with, with the problems because I understood I came from that. Instead of them saying, you're crazy, girl, just leave, they didn't get it. You just can't leave. You just can't pick up and go. As easy as that sounds, you can't, unless you move into a whole other state. Because when right. you leave men like that, they stalk you. And if they can't find you, they terrorize your family. And that's why you see a lot of mothers and fathers getting shot and killed because of an, a jealous, abusive man. When you leave, now you're going to put harm on your family. And sometimes that does happen, and, and those are cases yeah. that, that oftentimes be the extreme cases. But let's talk mm-hmm. about the fact that, you know, there are times that you really have to have a safety plan. In other words, you're in it, but you have to begin to develop a safety plan about how I'm going to leave. You know, you got to start putting aside little things here and there, you know, whether, you know, making sure that you have a copy of all your medical records or, your, or, or you know, or, or, or you have a, a, a private bank account somewhere else or you – have, you know, but you gotta understand though, see but you know what, Pastor, that's easy to <laughs> done. Usually when you're in those type of relationships, he controls everything. Money Absolutely. everything. It's easier said than done. It's not that easy. And trust me, and a lot of times when they're telling you when they're beating you down, you know, I'll kill the kids, I'll kill you, I'll kill your mom. It's some truth to some of that. Absolutely. And you, we see you it happen make a often. Yeah. It's not that easy. The best thing you can do, once you call the police, stand by it. Just stand your ground 
put him away and put him away for good. That's the only way you can get out, by putting him in jail and making sure he stays there. Wow. That is good mm-hmm. advice, absolutely good advice there. And I, I really thank you for calling uh, calling and being welcome. a guest. Please, please stay on the air because definitely we'd like to contact you, and we're going to be making an announcement in a few minutes about some things that we're doing in order to combat okay. this issue here. But but definitely what you said is so vital. So I want you to hang on, and I want okay. – uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I want you to hang on because I think you're a wealth of information, and I just want other people to know that as you're hanging on and everything, we're going to get ready to go to another break. Uh, but as you're okay. hanging on, uh, everything, I want them to know that right after the break they can call in. Air code 323-784-9638. Air code 323-784-9638. That's where you reach us. If you'd like to be a guest and like to talk to our guest that is, that is on the air, just simply hit the number one on your keypad, and we'll get you on uh, right after this commercial. Break. You're listening to Open Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is J.R. Ficklin. We'll be right back after the break. To the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. And remember, you can catch this show every Monday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 8 o'clock p.m. Central. And give them a call tonight at 323 784 9638. 323-784-9638. You give Jay a call right now. And now, back to the show. show that we have tonight as we're dealing with the subject of domestic violence. What about 
your friends? What about what about my friends? What about them? They're in an abusive relationship. What do we do with them? How do we make it happen? What do we say to them? I mean, the danger that they're often tied in. What is it that we do? We don't want to sit there with our sitting on our hands, but we want to be able to do something. And uh, I'm so glad that you've joined us tonight. We had a very exciting caller uh, who's on the air, and uh, uh, she'll be back on in a little bit. Some of you may have a that you might want to ask them, and we're going to get them on in a little bit. But in the meanwhile, uh, we do have a caller, and I believe this is Stephanie. Uh, welcome back. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes. You had a question or a comment. Go right ahead. Um, what I wanted to say was um, don't let fear motivate. Um, don't let fear dictate your action into doing what's right. Um, you have to think about the families that are involved, especially if there are children involved. I know I've said this before, but I can't stress it enough um, because your actions could save a life. So don't let fear be a motivator or a distraction because fear is a feeling that will eventually fade. So if you know you have to do the right thing, just go ahead and do it, push through the fear, and do what you have to do. Absolutely, and that, that's great advice because the fact, you know what, if we never move, if we never do anything, guess what, then nothing will never, nothing will ever change. And so we do have to go out on that limb. We have to go out on that limb, and we have to say the things that need to be said, and we have to make things happen. You know, and that's the same thing about is there calculated things that we have to do? Sure it is. And so it, it's kind of like if we never begin, then we'll never, we'll never get there. And so whether or not we begin with our safety plan and we start doing the things that are important uh, as it regards to safety, planning and get ourselves ready to get out of that uh, uh, abusive relationship. That that means that for some victims, they cannot get out immediately. That caller was exactly right. And so in those cases there, you have to almost be calculated. You know what I'm saying? You have to be calculated inside of the things that you're doing. You know, sometimes you have to play that role. You have to kind of appease until you can begin to get yourself where you need to be. And you have to be able to assess that by the by the person that you're with. In other words, if you're with an abuser who's always threatening you, and not, and not only threatening you, but sometimes threatening suicide, you know, killing themselves uh, and things like that, you have to understand that you have to understand what we call uh, the the the, uh, the height of a. Uh, lethality as it relates to that. And so there are some things that has to happen inside of that. And then um, then you got to understand that inside of that, you know, and that's why and I, I did appreciate the caller so much saying that, listen, it's not always that easy because there are many victims of abuse that are taken hostage and those type of things happen. But, you know, it is a very hard thing to do, but it's one that has to be done. Because many women, they report that after leaving, they feel free from the, uh, they're free from the continuous terror of the individual that is battering them. But when we start talking about a safety plan, but uh, and this is what I mean when I say safety plan, the safety plan happens prior to that person leaving. And it includes stuff like you got to have some money somewhere or having somebody with some money, you know, having those extra keys or uh, extra keys uh, to the house or the car, or some type of safety deposit box, or you may have that stored at a friend's house somewhere, copy of your birth certificate, kid's birth certificate, passport, uh, medication, children's school and vaccination record, insurance cards, personal protection order, and that's a restraining order that you need to get that will assist in this case, immigration status paper, photo IDs, but all of those things are important. And then there are a lot of other things that we have to remind uh, 
one not to do. Don't go to certain things alone. Always have somebody with you because in many cases, the perpetrator, uh, they're abusive to that individual. They don't always necessarily are, are abusive to someone else. Uh, and oftentimes they are they are uh, less likely to act out in front of other people unless oftentimes fit, uh, you know, uh, challenge or threaten themselves. And so we have to keep those things in mind inside of what we're doing, and it's so very important that we do so. Now, uh, we have another caller that's on the air, and, uh, and our caller that was on before, uh, she's going to be back on the line very soon. Uh, Erico 323-784-9638, that's how you reach us. Uh, that is how you reach us. If you'd like to be on the air, question or comments, hit, simply hit the number one on your keypad, and we'll get you right in, everything. Uh, Stephanie, hold on. Uh, stay on the line. We'll bring in another caller also that's on the air. Good evening. Welcome to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. You're on the line. Good evening, Pastor Dicklin. How are you? Hey, good evening, Gloria. How are you? I'm great, thank you. I just want to basically um, give a comment. Um, as you know, it's so true that it wasn't easy. Like myself, I am no longer a victim. I am victorious in this case. But I can remember um, when I was going through my abusive relationship that he did attack my um my, well, my father's car, he, you know, busted his windows and slashed out his right. tires, you know. Um, and my dad had to, you know, fix his car, you know, unfortunately. But that was a, a result of, you know, him trying to get back at me, you know, trying to attack me. Um, and also, you know, once I had the strength to leave him, I had to be very tactful. I had to be very tactful and cunning, you know, because he would snap at any given moment. So if I acted like everything was okay, then, okay, he wouldn't suspect anything. But if I was acting just like he was, you know, that would probably enrage him even more. So I had to be smooth, you know. And once I, you know, once I had packed my bags and said, okay, enough is enough, and I left everything. I only took a few things with me. I left Social Security card, um, you know, those important items. I left them there. I said, well, I'll just reapply for them or whatever. Um, now, now, that's, but that's very took, interesting because you're yeah. saying that basically in your situation you got to a point that you didn't have a chance and, you, well, you didn't take the time to necessarily make a safety plan and get all those mm-hmm. things. At that point in time, you had to take the exit out and you looked to just replace mm-hmm. those things when you left. Yeah. Is that correct? That, that was, and that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mhm. So so that was, you know, what I faced. Now, you know, everything for everyone is it's di- you know, different for every individual who has maybe gone through the same situation. But I know for me that is what I did because it's like if I try to take too much, what if he comes back and then he catches me trying to leave. So, I was just trying to grab whatever I had you know, whatever few items I could, and I said, okay, you know, I, I called my dad, and he came and got me. But, um, you know, that was like the longest, it was probably just 15 minutes, but it felt like a lifetime. And then as far as like a restraining order, that was never issued to me because he had a lawyer, you know, and um, that he paid for, but everything rooted in his favor. And, uh, wow. you know, I didn't get that restraining order until this, and then also till this day, you know, every once in a while, 
and we discussed this, you know, I would get a, a text, you know, from, and I just recently got one from him not too long ago. Wow. Um, saying, you know, you know, playing that game, I, I, I know it's makeup. So the thing was I wasn't going to respond to it because if I feed into it, you know, then there it goes all over again. But I, I done figured out why he's doing what he's doing because the night of my birthday, he dragged me through his house. So and and his father died. So th- those are two days I won't never forget. You know, coming into July. Wow. Coming into this month right here. So, um, but I know where it's all coming from. But the only thing that I hadn't done was change my number because I felt like he would still have power, and I don't want him to have that power. You know, wow. I'm forgiven, and I keep moving, and I. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing now to help others. But um, those Absolutely. are some things that I face, you know. And I, you know, I don't, I don't live in fear. I will never, you know, because faith and fear don't mix. But I am, you know, I do continue to watch my surroundings because you just, you never know. If you Absolutely. Just, but and I also have law enforcement on my side too. So if he gets too crazy, all I got to do is call the police. Absolutely, yeah. and, and, and Gloria, I'm always grateful for your sharing. For those of you that are listening, that uh, you listen to Hope and Healing, a Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thickland, and I'm so glad we've had several guests, and we still have more in the line. I'm asking all of them to remain there because, in fact, all of them bring a very interesting perspective inside of that. And, Gloria, you talked about the fact of how you had to get out of your relationship. It was Stephanie who earlier said the fact that, you know, don't allow fear to dictate your action, and it's very important inside of not remaining silent inside of situation it's important and uh, we, we have yet another caller that's on the air and I'm going to get the caller on the air right now and uh, and our previous guests I'm waiting on them to let us know that they're back and, uh, and they'll hit number one on the keypad so that we can get them on the air as well uh, caller number in it in 6250 good evening you are on the air with uh, J.R. Thickman Open Healing Journey to Wholeness how are you I'm okay how are you I am great I'm great Yes, please. Okay. Um, first of all, I'm positive, and I'd like to say thank you again for this awesome show on bringing awareness to a, a domestic violence and every area and facet that um, uh, that I could think of in other callers. Um, I'm sure the other current topics that are in the media today. Thank you very much for bringing all this to the light. Um, one thing that I would like to point out. Um, is that fear? I heard a lot of uh, a lot of the conversations in fear. I heard was usually one of the main reasons um, that contributed to individuals um, staying in, okay, the abusive relationship. You know, especially for longer periods of time. Um, I am also a domestic violence survivor. Okay, uh, I came out of a crisis, but I am now walking in confidence. Okay. Um, God be the glory, great things he has done. Um, in my previous relationship, um, fear, okay, fear of my significant other ruled over everything. For example, uh, fear of what would happen um, if, if, if I left, okay, or fear of what he would uh, do to me. Um, I stayed in it for like, what, 10 years, at least 10 years, okay. Uh, fear of what would happen to him if I called the police on him, okay. Like, for instance, I remember the first time that he strangled me um, uh, and he uh, choked me the first year, you know, 
coming into the marriage. And I was like, oh, I don't, oh gosh, I don't want to call the police. Uh, hmm. If I do call the police, they take him away. Then that means um, he owned his own business. It was successful. He would then have a bad reputation that would cause the business to go down. That would affect the finances, would affect the lifestyle. I don't want him to have a domestic violence record or felony. So it was more of a concern for him also, okay? I was protecting him. Um, Also, there was a fear of being alone or entering in another relationship, especially an unfamiliar relationship. There's also a fear of giving up financial security, uh, fear of having uh, my children living in a home, you know, without their father, okay? So it was many, many, many uh, um, um, fears there, you know, fear of physical abuse, even fear of, you know, dying, losing my life, um, even to that point of, you know, like, like escaping or trying to get out. But one thing I, I, one other thing I want to bring to the point that's very significant, but this fear of my abuse was overcome by faith. And I've heard other callers talk about faith. But that faith came through believing in my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay? Absolutely. And he, mm-hmm, and he was my true deliverer. He helped me. Um, he delivered me and, and kept me out of future, future uh, abusive relationships. Um, I remember going through and, you know, going through domestic violence sites and on the computer, quickly turning it off, you know, when he, when he came near. Safety planning. Uh, one of the callers uh, pointed out about, you know, getting cards and stuff together. And one of the callers also said it was difficult to get a bank, a bank, a separate bank account. Here's the thing, although he had his own business um, and he did control most of the money, I did, um, God gave me the strength in this tragedy to actually go and um, get another, you know, a, a bank account, a separate bank account, even if it was $5 sometimes, putting it away, even going to the store and buying an outfit for, what, uh, uh, 50, $150, stash 50 of it or something like that. It was strategy use, you know, um, little by little over the, over the years. Um, and that's basically... Um, um, what I want to say, um, I've been out. I've, I did have to escape to another country, okay? Um, I did file a restra- restraining order. I had to file a restraining order um, against him, you know, and, and leave. God gave me the strategy just uh, the, the day the restraining order listed um, was the day I got on the, the plane. Wow. And everything. But it was, you know, it was, it was uh, I had to do it slowly, like I said, through strategy and not let him know. He didn't, he couldn't know the day, the time, nothing. All of it was kept undercover. I had to play it calm, you know, wow. play like everything was right until I'm at a time. So I'm just saying I owe um, my the safety, future safety. I owe my victorious life now and a life of confident self-esteem and going forward and learning to value myself through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is my ultimate safe place. That's, that's Absolutely. all I say. Powerful. Very powerful. And, and uh, thank you for always sharing. Mm-hmm. Remain on the line because, you know, for so many, you know, in your case, your faith is what helped pull you out of it. And yet it's still in so many cases we have people whose faith is the very thing that keeps them in only because of erroneous doctrines or teaching or sometimes you have a batterer 
who uses the scripture to hold a person in, and they twist the scripture, no such thing. But that's the subject for another night. I'll get into that part there. But I'm glad that as you share with the, the audience about strategically, once you got out, you make sure you finally got those things in place. And, and in your case, you had to flee to another country. But the freedom, the freedom of heart and the freedom of mind is priceless. And I thank oh, yes, you so definitely. very much for sharing. Thank you so much. And continue on the advocacy trail that you're doing and such great work that you're doing. Remain on the line. Eric code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That's how you reach us tonight. We're so glad to have you on and we're gonna go back to our caller, number in and in five five six five. Thank you so much for coming back that you were on earlier and I definitely want to give you an opportunity to respond to some of the things that you heard and continue in the vein that you were in uh, earlier. You're on the air. Uh, thank you. I'm very happy to return. And for all of you, you know, this is my first night chiming in to the group, and this is something that's passionate for me because, again, I lived it. I lived it, and it was an experience that I'll never forget. But like some of the ladies said, they are victorious, and I definitely am. I mean, I can gladly say that I was delivered, and I feel great, and I love myself, and I love life. I love spirituality, but I definitely love women for womankind. And, you know, I do sympathize with women that are still weak and meek and they're and they're stuck in those type of relationships because although some of the relationships are not physically abusive, they're mental. Absolutely. You know, and I know some women that are very sad and they don't have any confidence and they walk with their heads down and they're really being beaten from the inside out. And... They express things to me. They confide in me, and I talk to them, and I encourage them to do better. But, again, if they don't want to change the situation, you know, what do we do? How far can we go? I mean, I want to give you this story that I did. One of my cousins being beat by her husband, and I wish someone would have done this for me. I went into her house, pretty much pushed him out the way, packed all of her stuff, and moved her with me, moved her out of the house with with him and I always used to say to myself I wish I had someone to do that for me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah and, and when you say that but 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 by the same token you know you you talked earlier about the sense of you know of fright that that that, that person might feel you know the danger you know and, and as much as you want someone to do it for you and in and, and many cases for those that are feeling intimidated for those that are feeling as if um you know, as if they don't have the strength to do it. For those that feel like it would only escalate and bring something worse, they're less likely to even invite someone inside. And so I want to kind of ra- I want to kind of uh, bring it all to the central, sort of central theme tonight. Is that what is it that one could do? I mean, if if you're on the outside looking in, and you, you make a very valid point. In your cousin's case, you saw what was happening to her, uh-huh. and. And because you yourself had gone through it, I'm presuming you realize that, listen here, this isn't going to get better. This is going to get worse. You know, and in and, and many cases you say, look, I need to give you some, I, I need to become a strength to you that you don't have right now. You need to get out of this because fear may be holding you inside of this, but this fear will cost you your life if you don't get out of it. And so in your case, because you were informed, in your case you were informed by your own experience. You was informed by what you had gone through. And so therefore you could relate in so many ways. 
The problem happens so many times that when people have not gone through this or do not recognize the signs and understand the things that are going on, many times they feel like they're helpless, they can't do anything, or they have the wrong approach. You know, they, they come in criticizing, girl, you must love it, and those type crazy things. That is the craziest thing. Many times uh, they are fearful. Let's deal with it. Fear is real. In an abusive relationship, fear is real in such a real way uh, because, mm-hmm. once again, the gravest period of danger is when a person leaves. So to a certain degree, yeah. until you really have gotten out of that thing and you know that person is gone, and sometimes it is a relocating to a whole other place, the sigh of relief doesn't come until you are really actually gone and totally out of it and you've been out of it for a while and even inside of that sometimes you're concerned about family members you're concerned about you know will this person find you or will the person do so but the thing about it the further you get away the more empowered you begin to feel over a period of time and that's one of the reasons that I'm so happy to have you on a guest and every one of you mm-hmm. that have called in tonight. You've called in and you have shared. It has come from your mouth, the voices of experience. And you've talked about those things. And I think that the, 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 the word that I would use was the fact that do something, not, not, you know, not just mm-hmm. totally remain silent. Would you concur with that? Is that the word that you would send out to family members, to different ones that may be listening, to different ones that may know of, of a friend, of someone that's going through something, what would you say? And I'd and I like to hear all of you, your, 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 uh, your parting words here. What would you say to someone who may have a friend or loved one that's in an abusive relationship? What would you advise them to do? Um, basically be honest about it, because a lot of women that are being beaten down, they don't want to share it. They refuse to express the truth behind it. So the the one thing, be honest. Confide in somebody, talk to somebody, be honest and be real because that person can help you. That person can save you. Even if it's just them calling 911 and helping you get a restraining order, do something. Take a step. Take initiative to save yourself and your kids. Absolutely. I, I really appreciate that. Please remain on the line. We only have a few minutes left, but I want you to remain. I have a very important announcement to make in a few seconds. I want everyone to be a part of it. And let me remind everyone once again, as we're on the airway, for those of you that may have uh, uh, your smartphones or whatever, you can download our app. We actually have an app, Soul of America Radio app. You can download that app to your iPhone, to your smartphone. Uh, just go to your Google Store if you have a, a smartphone or your, uh, your uh, Apple Store. There, go to Soul of America Radio. You can download that app. It'll download very quickly, and you will able to go on your right there on your phone and hit shows. You'll see our Hope and Healing show on the air. Now, there by dates right now. We're going to work on a categorizing them so we can put the subject matter there so that you can go right to the subject rather than just by the date. But every show that we've done, you can find it there. Every show that's on this network, Soul of America Radio Network, you can find it there. So I want to make sure that you get an opportunity to do that. And I want to make this announcement. I want you to keep it in mind. For so many of you that are listening today, you know if you've listened to me at all, if you've known me over a period of time, uh, my whole plight with dealing with the issue of domestic violence have, have expanded over 20 years inside of addressing this issue. I've seen the devastation. I understand the devastation that it does to family, destroying families, neighborhoods, communities, and destroying uh, so much uh, for the fabric of our society. I do believe that until people stand up and they begin to educate, advocate, engage inside of this matter, it doesn't get better. 
And who better to advocate than those that have gone through it, survivors, those that have come through it. That's why I'm so grateful and appreciative to each and every one of our callers today. But as you know, on my advocacy trail, not only have I done this uh, uh, locally, but I, I do it nationally across the country. Uh, we continue to do so. We continue uh, to uh, uh, inform uh, this uh, to inform this matter across the board uh, as a member of the state uh, domestic violence fatality review team and and watch and many of the things that come through there I understand the devastation of this matter but I believe that there are entities in the community first of all individuals that we must speak up stand up and speak out we have to do that secondarily I believe that we have to reach those places those individuals those organizations that are out there that are connected with people I think that they have a responsibility yes it may not even be in their charter, but they have a responsibility to help spread this message and empower and educate. So I call out tonight the fraternities. I call out tonight the sorority. I call out tonight uh, businesses. I call out tonight educational system. I call out tonight the churches. I call out the faith community because we, though we continue to look at domestic violence and we say it's a pro-life issue, many pastors and faith communities fail to ever address that subject matter. As many of you know, that I travel this country addressing this issue all the time, and we have been very instrumental inside of addressing this. Uh, uh, for those of you on Facebook, and we'll have some more things posted there soon, we've posted a curriculum that we've been a part of that was part of Speaking of Faith, a domestic violence program is an African-American community uh, pro a project that we did along with the Institute on Domestic Violence in the African-American Community out of the University of Minnesota. Uh, we've done that project there. We have a a curriculum guide for, for faith leaders, as well as a DVD that shows the work that we've done and, and three other ministries have done. That is available. We are doing that work. We're going to be doing some training in the South Florida area real soon. But here's my announcement I want you to keep in mind. I want you to not only pray with me, but I need your help. We have been selected uh, to go on a trip to Kenya. We're going to be going to Kenya in September, and we're going in Kenya, and we've been invited to help train 40 pastors in Kenya in addressing domestic violence in their church. It is a tremendous undertaking there. It's a project that's not yet funded at all. And so each one of us, a team of eight from across the country, we're going to be going to Kenya. But there's a way that you can help and you can encourage others to help. You can help by simply going uh, right there to any Wells Fargo bank anywhere in the country, and you can go there and you can ask for help us train pastors about domestic violence. You can go to any Wells Fargo and you can make a donation of any sort. We're trying to raise about $5,000 just to make this trip there. And so anytime now, you can go by your Wells Fargo. Any amount is fine. You're going to begin to see things on our website as well as our Facebook real soon about that. So you can go there once again, help us train pastors about domestic violence. Uh, that is a way that you can help. And we're going to be engaging in some things and we're going to have very strategic meetings that are getting ready to happen in the greater South Florida area here as the Destiny is coming together to make a difference inside of so many things tonight. I'm grateful to each and every one of our callers tonight. Tonight, and I know it's already a time. Uh, we're technically we're still on the air, and this. So I want to do this as we're here tonight. I want to make sure that I give each and every one of our callers that are remaining that wants to say something on the air an opportunity to give us a closing statement. I'm going to start. Um, 
I'm going to start right here with the number in in 6250. I believe that uh, 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 our caller, uh, just your last your last words that you might want to leave advice. Okay, absolutely. Um, quick, wise, um, I would like to say uh, to individuals uh, out there, number one, first of all, give a listening ear, okay, to the, the individual or person who was in the abusive relationship or who you suspect is in one, okay? Number one, provide understanding, okay? All right. uh, oh, many women come to me and say, they just don't understand. They just keep telling me, why don't I just leave? Just get up and go. Please provide understanding. And you have to set an atmosphere so the person can open up and share without criticizing them or without judging them, okay? And also just, just keep yourself just, just open to them and share with them, you know, comments, affirmation your comments, uh, comments that build their self-esteem, like, you know, tell them you, you don't deserve this. You know what I mean? You're very special. You have value, okay? And, and guide them into safety and planning, especially if they have children but the women themselves and children. Okay, that's all I have to say. Absolutely. Powerful. Mm-hmm. Thank you so very much uh, for sharing today. Uh, uh, call, I believe, Stephanie, you're still there. Uh, shared last words and comments, if you would. Yes, what I wanted to say was, for those of you who are still struggling with the fear factor of getting out of a, in a, an abusive relationship, I've learned that if you start with affirmations as simple as I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me, if you say that over and over and over, the more you say it, the more you'll believe it. And when, you'll be, when you begin to believe it, you will find the strength through Christ to do anything. Absolutely. Awesome. It is so important that we do so. And last but not least, uh, our caller, uh, our guests that uh, have called in and have really just shared so much with us, the number in it in 5565. What is your parting advice you'd like to leave tonight? And to all my ladies, I love you for loving yourselves. You know, I love you for being able to be open and honest about this bad problem that does exist, and I don't know if it's going anywhere anytime soon. You know, I'm glad that I was a survivor. I'm here today to just, you know, celebrate this. Anything I can share to encourage the next sister or even brother that's going through this, you know, I'm here. But, again, continue to love yourselves. Never forget who you are. Always, you know, encourage your children that they are great. They're mountain movers, and they can't be defeated no matter what. So just thank you for allowing me to be in this room. Wow. Thank you so very much, each and every one of you. You all are you all are just superb inside of uh, what you have done and what you've shared. It will speak volumes. And I want you to know this. I want you to understand that you, have a, you are making a difference. You have made up in your mind that life has served you lemons, but you have made it the best lemonade that you can. But most of all, you've turned your pain into Power, the power to change lives, to transform lives, to advocate for other lives. You are what we call difference makers, and I want to encourage you to continue to do so. Remember, you can always go back and listen to the show all over again through the app or simply go to www.soulofamericaradio.com. And until next week, this is your host, J.R. Ficklin, and I'm so very glad that you joined us right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. And until next week, I bid you Godspeed, be safe, listen, 
over the holiday weekend, I want you to remain safe and keep in mind that these are times where uh, abuse oftentimes is escalated uh, around these times uh, of celebration and what should be celebration and festivities. But I want you to understand that you're important. You are vital. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And as a matter of fact, guess what? There's no one else like you. The world hasn't been the same since you arrived, and I don't want you to, I don't want you to cheat the world of who you are. Until next time, this is J.R. Thickland, and I bid you Godspeed. God bless. See you next time.